Getting to the playoffs has been a breeze for the Minnesota Wild over the last number of seasons, but they haven't been able to get over the hump. Well, what can they do to make that jump? Seth Tupal joins us to discuss all things Minnesota Wild on our season preview edition of the Locked On NHL podcast. It's your team every day. Welcome inside another season preview edition of Locked On NHL. I'm Ross Levitan, joined by Seth Tupal over at Locked On Wild. It's your home for all things Minnesota Wild, five days a week, wherever you download your podcast. Also available on YouTube, where you can like and subscribe. Make sure you hit the notification bell to know when Seth gets a new video down the chute. Seth, credentialed media member of the Minnesota Wild. How are you doing today, sir? Let's go. We are ready to rock for another exciting season of Minnesota Wild Hockey. Uh, as you mentioned, going to be able to see it all from the press box this year. So things uh, things are looking up for uh, for Lockdown Wild here this year. The thrill, which has been kept for Kirill over the last couple of years, but also was my reaction when I saw 14 plus million dollars in dead cap after the Ryan Suter and Zach Parisi buyouts. How are the Minnesota Wild handling that dead cap? And is this still going to be a competitive team in 23-24? You know, I, th- I think it will still be a team that is in the postseason conversation this year. But obviously, having that much money that you can't spend, you get to a certain point And like we saw last year against the Dallas Stars, how nice would it have been to have a couple of seven-plus million-dollar guys in that top six or, you know, some other spot in the lineup, they just don't have the ability to use that right now. It's led to a couple of players having gone elsewhere because there just isn't money to spend. But Bill Guerin knows what he's doing. He he brings in Patty Maroon to uh, to help keep this team on the right path. And I see no reason to expect anything else other than another postseason trip for the Minnesota Wild. But we've seen that before. We've seen that script. How do you win a round? That's the big question this year and how are they going to get there right the storylines that are entering training camp you know there's no holdouts everybody's accounted for what's the one whether it's a spot on the roster that's up for grabs or just a storyline that everyone in minnesota is talking about you know the one that i think a lot of people are going to keep an eye on is what happens with marco rossi uh with that third line we've heard some comments from uh, dean evison in regards to some spots that he could play in the lineup, depending on how he does, as was pointed out to me in an episode earlier um, in this offseason, Rossi actually led the NHL in points in last year's preseason. And that was, that was playing with guys like Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello. So do we see him get an opportunity in that top six? Dean Evison has hinted that maybe we will see uh, him bump up to the second line with Jewel Eriksson Ek potentially playing a top line role which would give you a nice, gritty line three of Marcus Foligno, Freddie Goudreau, and Ryan Hartman. I like the sounds of that for a top top nine. We'll see uh, if that's what we end up getting. You don't even have to be a Wild fan to be cheering for Marco Rossi, right? After such an amazing junior career with the Ottawa 67s, the Austrian-born player had long COVID, missed a full season, and uh, just finally getting his feet underneath him. Hasn't gone his way at the NHL level necessarily. 19 games, only one point, dash seven last season. But in the AHL, he has shown signs that he's outgrowing that league. So we're going to be watching for Marco Rossi next season 
in Minnesota. What was the most significant offseason move? We know there's some veterans that have left, most notably probably Matt Dumba, among others, a guy who's been in Minnesota forever. But whether it was a guy coming in, you mentioned Patty Maroon already, or a guy on the way out, who is someone that you'll either miss or you're excited to have? You know, I'm really excited for what Pat Maroon's going to bring to this team. It was an acquisition that I don't think anybody in Minnesota saw coming. And you get a guy who's won multiple Stanley Cup trophies in his career, a guy who is not afraid to uh, to drop the gloves and is not afraid to use his physicality, but he also brings immaculate level vibes. For a long season, teams go through ups and downs, and you got to have those guys who can keep everybody kind of everybody vibing together, everybody going towards that goal you have at the end of the season. Pat Maroon gets his chance to do that this year. Um, another one that I'll throw in as well as Philip Gustafson, former Senator's prospect, getting a uh, nice three-year deal to stay in Minnesota, rewarded for a fantastic season last year. Now he gets a chance to stick around a little bit more. Will we see him take the reins as the number one guy this year? That's another one to keep an eye on. And we absolutely will with Jesper Wallstead waiting in the wings. Marc-Andre Fleury still there providing veteran leadership and he can still play. Let's not, uh, you know, throw in the towel on Marc-Andre Fleury's career. The 908 save percentage didn't go his way in the postseason. Didn't really go the Wilds way in the postseason last year. But heading into this season, who's the most important player? I think I know where you're going to go. Well, you would think I would say Kirill Kaprizov, and that's probably the right answer. But the one that I'm going to go with here is Jewel Eriksson Ek. He is the top defensive forward on this team. He's the best center on this team. As we saw when he got hurt last year against the Penguins, breaking his leg, blocking a shot. Uh, there really isn't anybody that can step in and fill his role on this team. And so as the Wild go, as Jewel Eriksson Ek goes, usually leads to some good things. So I'm going to say Jeek is the number one important player for this wild team heading into the season. Okay. And I look at the center depth and I have over the last number of years and said, you know what, when you had, I think it was Frederick Goudreau who's playing some second line center. It just felt like they were waiting for that next wave. And is it Marco Rossi? Is it someone else who's going to come up? Sure. Maybe, but who else for you is a potential breakout candidate on the Minnesota wild. I am going to go with the guy that just signed. We saw Kalen Addison have a uh, solid rookie season that was cut short because he had some issues uh, on the defensive side of the puck. He broke the franchise record for assists uh, in a season by a rookie. He also uh, led the uh, NHL in power play assists, but the defensive issues ended up leading to him being a healthy scratch down the, uh, the stretch. If he can fix some of those issues and can be a, QB one on that top power play unit all season. You're talking about a guy who could potentially and uh, listen to this as I say it double the assists that he had last season. If he continues to get that top power play time, I'm talking double. Are you calling a 50 point season for Kalen Addison right now? Yeah, I might as well. Why not? Let's, Let's do it. Go. Let's go. And now that would be value. If you're looking at your fantasy hockey league draft and you, you're looking at the back end and Kalen Addison, a potential breakout candidate for the wild, what would be a breakout season is we, are, are we at Leafs territory right now where winning one round would be celebrated in the streets or is it bigger expectations in Minnesota? 
while Bill Guerin has always been on the path that a one uh, a win in the first round does not signify this team reaching their ultimate goal, which, like everybody else, is to win the Stanley Cup trophy. But boy, would it be nice. It would be so nice to just get to the end of one round and say, we did it. I would celebrate like it was a Stanley Cup win. And I know a lot of other people here in Minnesota would. Uh, a good season, I think, for this Minnesota Wild team. Get to the postseason, win a round, and at least make some noise in round two. It's a team that with those dead cap hits, it's going to be tough for them to contend with those top teams in the Western Conference. So win a round, at least make a little noise in round two, and uh, I will, I'll clap. I'll clap, I'll celebrate accordingly, and uh, we'll all have a good time. Hey, can't win two rounds before you win one, Seth. That's what I always say. Now, when it comes to those dead caps, it's this year and next year, 14.74 and change um, in the total dead cap, and it goes down to 1.6 for the following four seasons. And at that point, it's a pair of entry-level contracts, so it's a lot more manageable. But for the next couple of years, everyone was thinking, hey, maybe use that to get into a bit of a rebuild mode, but... With the way the Wild have gone the last few years and the way they've developed, and you look at Matt Boldy coming up into a perennial goal scorer at the NHL level and the other assets that have just continued to blossom in the age of all this, it's still full throttle. Is it in Minnesota? There's no way that over the next two years that they pull the plug on this thing. They're going for it. Yeah, I I don't think there's any way that they kind of take a step back. Now, it may be a situation where if they're not in postseason contention this year, there is a sell-off of players that are on the roster that are not going to be coming back. But you got to keep in mind, too, Kirill Kaprizov's deal is going to be coming due here in a couple of seasons. I don't think he's going to be somebody that wants to sit through a full-scale step back. And so Bill Guerin has been trying to keep this team playoff caliber while dealing with these dead cap hits so that once they are off the books, he can go get whatever this team needs, can pay Kaprizov for his next extension, which is going to be, that's going to be a Brinks truck deal. And uh, he deserves every penny of it. So he can do those simultaneously while also having a foundation laid for what this team is doing right now. And at that point, all bets are off on this team uh, being able to, uh, to get to the top of the Western Conference standings. The Central Division, wide open after Dallas and Colorado, in my opinion. Is it going to be Winnipeg, Minnesota, Nashville? Who's going to make noise in the Central Division? Stay tuned all season long. Locked on Wild, five days a week, wherever you download your podcast. Also available on YouTube with Seth Tupal. Seth, appreciate you joining us for another season preview edition on the Locked On NHL podcast. Your team, 